Coming up on today's episode of Locked On Sooners, we've got some transfer portal rankings. We're going to talk a little NFL draft and NFL combine, and we've got some other NFL notes heading into Friday. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Sooners Nation, and welcome to Locked On Sooners. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams, and thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire. And we're going to talk a little transfer portal rankings. You know, so much has been made about the Oklahoma Sooners and their potential demise by national observers, rival fans, Everybody's just waiting for the Oklahoma Sooners to just fall off a cliff. I hate to be the one to break it to you, but that's not going to happen this year. It's not going to happen anytime soon. The Oklahoma Sooners are a mainstay in college football. They might have had a bit of a down period more than 20 years ago before Bob Soups came on board, but a down season for the Oklahoma Sooners in the last 22 seasons has been, what, eight wins, nine wins? So this is a team that's still going to be a really, really good team. They're going to be a contender in the Big 12. And I think Athlon Sports transfer portal rankings, the quarterback rankings that we talked about in a previous episode where Dylan Gabriel is considered the number one quarterback in the Big 12. And while the, the being the, the number one quarterback doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be the best team, it does help. It does provide a boost. We saw this team with the best quarterback situation in college football, arguably, last season, not contend for the Big 12 because they had issues elsewhere, coaching, offensive line, the quarterback play didn't necessarily live up to the preseason hype. And so this is a team that I think still has to put it all together, but they're a team that's going to be very fascinating to watch in the spring, summer, and this fall, because they're going to be a lot better than a lot of the national observers seem to think that they're going to be. So let's look at Athlon Sports transfer portal rankings We'll start with number 10 and go work our way down. The Oklahoma State Cowboys come in at number 10. Now, their issues aren't just through the transfer portal. They lost their defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles. They lost several players to the NFL draft, including their star linebacker, Malcolm Rodriguez. So this is a team that's going to be rebuilding and retooling on the defense. Now, they did get a really good defensive coordinator in Derek Mason from Auburn. So they should still be really good. But they lost other players to the transfer portal as well. Uh, Jaden Jernigan, a defensive lineman, cornerback Jarek Bernard Converse, Tanner McAllister. That defense is going to have a very different look this year, and it may have take a bit of a step back. Again, if we're looking at Oklahoma and we're, we're thinking that their loss of six defensive starters is going to lead to a step back for them, I think there's a good chance that that same thing is going to happen for Oklahoma State as well. Will they take a step back so much that they fall out of contention for the Big 12? I don't think so. I just don't think they're going to be necessarily as dominant as they were in 2021 because that was a dominant suffocating defense for the most part in 2021. We saw it in the second half of the Bedlam game. It was just too good. Uh, coming in at number nine is Iowa State. Again, like Oklahoma State, this is a team that doesn't – their issues aren't just the transfer portal. They lost their some of their best players in Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, and Charlie Kohler. 
they still got Xavier Hutchison. They're still going to be a pretty dynamic team offensively. Talking with my guy Dylan Turner Yell, they're one of the more difficult teams to prepare for because they show you so much in pre-snap and at the snap in motion that they become a very difficult team to prepare for and defend against on the field. It requires a lot of communication. So they'll be tough for a team that is replacing so many defensive starters, a lot of community, you know, a lot of the leaders on that defense uh, from every level. So that'll be a test for the, for the Oklahoma Sooners when they get into uh, that game, because even though they might be replacing a lot of guys, we know that they're going to be well-prepared. Matt Campbell's a good coach to take advantage of any miscommunication issues that the Oklahoma Sooners might have with several new leaders on that defense. Uh, coming in at number eight, West Virginia. Uh, big losses for them in the transfer portal. Jared Daigie. Uh, I mean, Jared Daigie's a solid quarterback, but I mean, he's not, to me, he's not a great quarterback. But when you turn over the quarterback position and you go to potentially a, uh, a true freshman in uh, Nico Merkiel, Mer- like we saw last year, true freshman ended up having some issues. Um, so West Virginia comes in at number eight in transfer portal rankings per Athlon Sports, Steve Lasan. Texas Tech comes in at number seven. You know, I think, you know, they, they call a key loss, Henry Columbia. I think their quarterback situation is going to be better, um, whether it's uh, Tyler Shuck or Donovan Smith starting at quarterback. I think they're going to be in a better position um, in 2022. Uh, Baylor comes in at number six. They didn't really lose much. They lost defensive lineman Jackson player, um, but added a couple players on the offensive side of the football and Jacob Zeno quarterback and wide receiver RJ Sneed didn't really do a whole lot. Uh, Jackson player is a solid lot uh, addition. Um, 32 tackles for loss uh, over the last four seasons with Tulsa. I think obviously they're going to be really good defensively because they've got one of the best defensive staffs in the big 12. They've got one of the best offensive coordinators and offensive lines in the big 12 uh the fact that they didn't really lose much is good is great for them they can continue to build upon what they did last year so they'll still be a threat they'll still be a contender in the big 12 and and might be the oklahoma sooners toughest challenge to getting back to the big 12 championship tcu comes in at number five now they had a ton of turnover their biggest loss was easily uh, zach evans the running back who went to old miss the oklahoma sooners got a little bit of the benefit of the transfer portal from TCU. They got uh, offensive lineman Tyler Guyton, who might factor into the right tackle uh, competition this spring and summer and fall. Uh, Coming at number four, you've got the Kansas State Wildcats. The big addition for them, Adrian Martinez at quarterback, replacing Skylar Thompson. They get an experienced player who's played in a lot of big games, played in a ton of close games in the Big Ten last season and against Oklahoma even. So this is a guy that has the capability of playing big-time ball. The question is going to be, can he protect the football? Because he struggled at times last season with turnovers. He's a great runner. He can throw well enough to, to keep you in football games. But can he keep the football with the Wildcats and not turn it over to his opponent? Uh, number three, Kansas. Now, it's, it's to me, it's fascinating that they came in at number three here. You know, Lance Leipold, he's a really good coach. And I think he's going to be really strong on the recruiting trail and he's going to continue to build this program up little by little. If they give him time and if he is patient enough, I think they can get themselves out of the doldrums of the big 12 and at least kind of moving up a little bit by little. Um, and so they're, they're going to have quite a few additions. Uh, the big one being um, Kai Thomas who led Minnesota with 824 rushing yards last season and, um, that's that's a good addition for them. 
you know, they need playmakers. They need guys that are going to be able to do something with the ball in their hands. And so if they, if they can build on what they did in 2021 with that huge Texas win playing West Virginia close, played several close games down the stretch. I like Jalen Daniels as a quarterback. I think the guy's a gamer. I think he's going to be a good player for them this year. He's going to build on what he did at the end of 2021 and potentially make Kansas, uh, you know, a legit tough task. I mean, Oklahoma had their difficulties with Kansas in 2021 it took them a half to get going and we could chalk that up to sluggish play based on the bus ride or, or whatever. The fact is they didn't come They didn't get off the bus ready to play against the Kansas Jayhawks and Kansas took advantage. Kansas teams of the past wouldn't have been able to take advantage of sluggish start by any team. So, you know, credit to them, credit to Lance Leipold for being able to play Oklahoma tough. Texas comes in at number two, you know, the, the key addition there, Quinn Ewers, um, you know, and then Jaleel Billings, the tight end out of Alabama or from Alabama, those are huge. That's going to make them, I mean, the Quinn Ewers addition, we think he's one of the best quarterback prospects of the last few years. He's got a lot of talent. Again, we've seen quarterbacks with a ton of talent struggle in big 12 play, whether it's Spencer Rattler or Caleb Williams. I'm not going to say Quinn Ewers will struggle, but I'm saying let's like tap the brakes on he's the next big thing because we've seen what's happened just recently with Oklahoma quarterbacks of how we, if we overhype quarterbacks a little too much, you know, potentially they, they might just set them up for a fall. So, I mean, he's, he's a talented player who's got great weapons and Xavier Worthy, Bajon Robinson, Jalil Billingsley. That Texas offense is going to be explosive yet again. And they did get a quarterback upgrade from Casey Thompson to Quinn Ewers. So on paper, it all looks really, really good. Will it translate to the field? We'll see. Oklahoma comes in at number one, according to Athlon Sports, Steve Lasson. They had a great transfer class. Yes, they lost a ton of players to the NFL draft. They lost players in the transfer portal. But they did a really good job attacking, attacking the transfer portal to fill those needs. I love the addition of Jeffrey Johnson out of Tulane to play defensive tackle for the Oklahoma Sooners. That really helps. Uh, just bolster that defensive line, take a little bit of the pressure off your linebacker crew and start to transform this defense into what Brent Venables wants. He is a legit run stuffing defensive tackle. That's going to clog up the middle, make plays in the backfield, take on double teams, free up your linebackers to run sideline to sideline and allow Jalen Redmond to just attack, allow your edge rushers to attack. If you've got a legit two gapping defensive tackle like Jeffrey Johnson is for the and, and will be for the Oklahoma Sooners this year. It allows everybody else to just rush upfield and get to the backfield and get to the ball carrier. It When you can have a guy that can take up two blockers, presumably a guard and a center, that allows everybody else to play one-on-one. And if they can win their matchups, that's going to be huge for the Oklahoma Sooners defense. And they, we've seen that they've got enough guys that are going to be capable of winning their one-on-one matchups. Again, the Dylan Gabriel addition, absolutely huge. Dude with a ton of experience. He's Scored a ton of touchdowns, thrown a ton of yards, played really, really good football, familiar with Jeff Levy's offense, helping to get the Oklahoma Sooners accustomed, acclimated to Jeff Levy's offense this spring when you know the Sooners are only limited to so many practices in the spring and summer camp. This is a guy that can still be on the chalkboard with his wide receivers. He can still be on the practice field throwing to his guys and getting everybody on the same page. And so that we're in there in practice, 
they can be doing install. When they're in summer camp, they can be working on install and game planning for week one and down the year. They're not having to completely focus on the, the nuances of the offense. That's something Dylan Gabriel can relay in throwing sessions with these guys. This is what Jeff Levy's looking for on this route. This is what he's looking for on this one. This is how we're going to run these RPOs. This is kind of how, how to get a feel for me. The wide receiver losses with Jaden Hazelwood and Mario Williams, yeah, they're they're big, but the, the Sooners were deep at wide receiver. They could afford to lose some guys. You're getting Theo Weiss back. You've got Marvin Mims, who's one of the best wide receivers in college football, just didn't seem to get enough opportunities. Uh, makes a lot happen with fewer targets. And then – uh, Jalil Farouk. We keep banging the drum for Jalil Farouk. That's a, that's a dude that's going to be making a ton of plays for the Oklahoma Sooners in the fall. Uh, just just watch. I mean, has a chance to lead them. I think in in receiving or in receptions, just because he's going to have a he's going to get opportunities and he's going to get open. So Oklahoma Sooners come in at number one on the transfer portal rankings list per Athlon Sports. Again, the predictions of Oklahoma's demise. I feel I feel like have been great greatly greatly overstated this is still going to be a really really good football team and hey the transfer portal is not even done yet we saw last year they added a guy like mike woods after the spring game and so they could still make additions to this roster i didn't even talk about trey morrison a guy i think he's going to figure factor in significantly into the slot cornerback battle he's going to play some box safety he played all over north carolina's defense last year TD Roof, I think, is going to be a really good special teams player and just a veteran presence for that locker room that has a ton of young guys. He may not start, you know, looking like Deshaun White, maybe uh, DJ Aguebu, um will potentially, or sorry, David Aguebu might start, or Jaron Kanak. And we, we heard Parker Thune talk about it last week that they're talking about moving David Aguebu to Edge and Jaron Kanak or Kobe McKenzie might be one of your starters at linebacker. So it'd be good to have another veteran presence that can work with those guys, talk with those guys on the sideline as they rotate in. If TD roof, even, even if he's not a starter, he's going to be a significant special teams player for the Sooners and provide some veteran leadership because he played in a ton of football games as well. But next let's talk about the NFL combine, man, the speeds were blazing from the wide receivers on Thursday. We'll talk about what NFL.com had to say about several Sooners as well. And then we'll talk uh, some NFL notes as well later in the show. But first, let me talk to you about Run Your Pool. March Madness is just a few weeks away, and that means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual? Are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here, and we're running brackets with RunYourPool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks, all stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that ma- madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. Plus, they offer white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool is the best place to run your bracket this spring because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing you and beating you there. I also want to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. 
100% covered in chocolate. It tastes great. The peanut butter brownie always hits home. I love the coconut brownie chunk and the mint brownie. They're so good. And they brought back the peanut butter bar most recently. You can also get something called Built Puffs. This one is a fan favorite. They have cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow. It's basically a marshmallow filled protein bar. That's just the texture it has. If you love things like moon pies, this is going to be the protein bar for you. They, they taste really good. They're just light and fluffy. And they have you know, 17, 18 grams of protein, four or five grams of sugar, four or five grams of net carbs. It's great for you. Don't you love having a treat that's actually good for you? That's what Built Bar is. I eat one just about every single day at work. It provides all the energy I need to get through my workday, helping to lift patients and transfer patients and just have the energy I need to to go room to room and, and taking care of these critical patients. So go to build.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You can get 15% off your next order. And hey, tell a friend about Built Bar. I'm always telling people about Built Bar at work. They try them, they love them. They're ordering boxes themselves. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at built.com. And coming up on March 14th, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, you're going to get a bracket breakdown from our guys, Chris Gordy and Andy Patton. Chris Gordy from Locked On SEC, Andy Patton from Locked On Zags, and betting expert Lee Sterling from Locked On Bets. They're going to give you in-depth breakdowns on every single matchup. That podcast is going to be available for you in your podcast feeds, wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll have it on the Locked On NBA channel on YouTube as well. So go check that out. Again, thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. Now let's talk a little NFL Combine. Dude, Tyquan Thornton, 4.21 in the 40-yard dash, breaks Chris Johnson's Combine record in the 40. Okay, defensive backs for the Oklahoma Sooners and in the Big 12, I I hear you. I see you. I, I'll give you a little bit more of a break for struggling to cover Tyquan Thornton. The dude's got speed for days. Uh, Ohio State wide receivers were throwing up some insane numbers as well. It's incredible that you're seeing team, players get faster and faster all the time. We didn't get Jamison Williams, which I think would have broke 4-4 as well in the combine. The Oklahoma Sooners in the NFL draft aren't necessarily be, being considered – some of the top draft prospects this year. But I think this is team teams are going to be sleeping on several of these guys a little bit as well. So uh, NFL.com put up scouting reports for each um, sooner participating in the combine. Uh, and by Lance Zerline, he's been doing this for a long, long time is very well respected in the draft community does his homework, watches the tape, talks to the teams. As a you know, somebody who works for NFL.com, he's got the access. Uh, so let's talk about what he had to say about some of these guys because I, I feel like it's really interesting to see how teams might feel about several of these players. So let's start off with Nick Bonito. This is the guy that I feel like people are sleeping on the most. I talked to Turner Yell. He says that's who they're sleeping on the most. Um, and the reason is undersized. So Zerline says, undersized edge defender who plays in a slant-based scheme that makes evaluating his three-down value more difficult. Evaluating the pass rush talent, on the other hand, is quite easy. He's a wildly athletic rusher who blends get-off stride length and flexibility into one alarming package for tackles trying to slow him down. Rush counters come instinctively, and his ability to seamlessly transition his attack from outside to inside makes him a projectable rusher against athletic tackles as a pro. Teams will want to get him bigger, stronger, and more assertive against the run as a 3-4 outside linebacker, or he could be relegated to a designated pass rusher status. So the 3-4 outside linebacker, this is where like a guy like TJ Watt 
uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers comes in in mind comes to mind, or if you're looking at a designated pass rusher, this is like Bruce Irvin for the Seattle Seahawks back in you know their uh, Legion of Boom days, or Michael Parson most recently for the Dallas Cowboys, a guy that you're going to throw out there, you're going to have him just rush the passer. If teams will just think simply about Nick Bonito, just say, hey, we want you to come in, rush the passer. We'll figure out the size thing. We'll figure out the the run playing ability because he's really good against the run too. I think that's something that teams are sleeping on a little bit, maybe because of his size. But if they're willing to just understand that he's just a really dynamic pass rusher and worry about the rest later, they're going to get a really good player. So I, I totally agree with you know that with with what they're saying about him, athletic and just natural rusher. I think he's going to be somebody that that outplays his draft status. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, a rangy 4-3 defensive end with pass rush talent to be cultivated. A lack of stoutness at the point of attack. Thomas' field movements are a bit gawky and segmented, but can also be effective. He combines efficient hands and instinctive feel for advantageous angles to grease the edge and attack the pocket. Um, So this is one of those, like, he just needs to get stronger and more fluid in his movement. But the potential is there. We've seen it come on over the last couple of years. He's been effective as a pass rusher, as a run defender. NFL coaches can help develop some of that, that potential and some of that talent. Um, I think Isaiah Thomas is going to be another one that the teams maybe take in like the third round uh, because of his size and hope to develop. And I think he is again, someone that can outplay his um, performance. We talked a lot about Perry on Winfrey. I think teams are, are going to probably attack him and, you know, top 50 of the draft. Uh, let's talk about Deller De- and Turner Yell. Um, Turner Yell's fluidity in space is the first thing that jumps off the tape, whether he's in coverage or in pursuit as a run defender. Anticipation and decisiveness helps speed up his p- pace of play, but his playmaking demeanor also hurts his coverage discipline at times. He's versatile to play in a variety of coverages, but asking him to play man coverage against pass-catching tight ends might be biting off more than he can chew. He has the traits and demeanor to become a capable run defender, but needs better pursuit angles to hold up against a faster level of competition. There are tools to work with, but Turner Yell needs to play with better consistency to reach his potential. So this is one of those where like experience and preparation are going to help him get better because he's a guy that, that, I mean, in my conversations with him, he's a guy that loves watching film. I asked him what he liked to do for fun. He said, watch film. The dude is going to prepare and that preparation is going to help him play faster and play with better angles against some of those, those faster players. I, you know, there might be an adjustment period and an acclimation period, but I think he could be a starter for a lot of teams in the NFL as a box safety, someone that they can, you know, platoon or uh, deploy similar to a Tyron Matthew, not saying he's going to be that not, you know, competent, but that's kind of the similar comp because of the size, because of how he plays, but he's going to make a lot of plays for, for teams, both in the run game and in the passing game. Uh, we'll talk more of, about some of these, um, these, these draft profiles as we go along, because they're just really fascinating to look at just to see how, how analysts and teams are, are viewing them. Um, but you know, the, the one that was, that's been interesting to me so far is Mike Woods. You know, Mike Woods didn't have a ton of production at Oklahoma. I thought he was going to run better than he did yesterday. You know, he did not have a great 40 time um, at the combine. I just thought he was going to run faster, but he only, he only ran a four five five, which, you know, it's not bad for his size. You know, he's six one two oh four. But again, I, I thought he was going to, I thought he was going to be faster than that. Uh, right now they're projecting him as a, a priority undrafted free agent. 
again, I thought he was probably going to be like a fifth, sixth round guy. Um, but yeah, he, he just didn't really jump off the screen uh, when he ran. Uh, and here's what Zerline had to say about him. Arkansas transfer, which is a single season in Lincoln Riley's passing game. He's a tight hipped receiver with below average bend that affects his route running and keeps his work on a vertical plane. He has decent buildup speed and showed improved hands in 2021, but is unlikely to ever be a be considered a catch winner woods has a shot to compete for a practice squad spot but lacks play traits that stand out for the position um yeah man i think i think he could have had more opportunities last year i think those opportunities might have benefited him to develop a little bit more i I think we saw some good things when they used him as a wide receiver screen player or down the field um i think you know he's got an opportunity to develop a little bit better um improve his flexibility improve some of that uh, a, a agility and elusiveness. If he can do that, then I think he can kind of work himself into a rotational wide receiver role at the NFL level because we, he showed enough playmaking skills that that should that that he can be an effective wide receiver at the NFL level. Will he ever be a long term starter or you know thousand yard receiver? That remains to be seen. But we see all the time, like you look at a guy like Miles Austin, who was an undrafted free agent for the Dallas Cowboys, have several thousand yard receiver see or thousand yard receiving seasons and get several contracts and have a nice long career in the NFL. It happens all the time. Marquez Colston, he was a seventh-round draft pick for the New Orleans Saints, was one of the best uh, wide receivers during his time. Um, May not have been the the uber-athletic player, but he was a player, and he could play wide receiver, and he had a long career with Drew Brees and New Orleans Saints. So um, I'm not not here to say that, you know, he's not going to have a career, but, you know, he's going to have to work for it. And I think he's got that the work ethic for it. Um, and just gotta have to put it down. Um, but next, I got a few more NFL notes I want to touch on. But first, I want to talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the place to go for all your sports action. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. And for all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. And they'll have you ready for baseball whenever baseball starts up. Looking at you, Rob Manfred. Uh, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online is where the game starts. A few more notes here to close out the show. Uh, the NFL is about to hit free agency period. So that means a lot of uh, contracts are being discussed. A lot of extensions are being discussed and one of the, and even some pay cuts. So Sterling Shepard for the New York Giants is being asked to take a significant pay cut. I mean, he's had some injury issues with the Giants, and so they're, it, it's probable that um, if they don't reach a, an agreement on a pay cut that he'll probably just get released. That's usually what NFL teams do is if, if, you, if the team asks you to take a pay cut and you're not willing to stick around, they'll just outright release you. Uh, the Baker Mayfield contract situation, um, his agents and the Browns are meeting this week at the combine. He's got a chance to get a really big contract. Will he break the 40 million a year barrier? I don't know, but I think he's going to probably end up around 32 to 38, somewhere in that range. Kyler Murray, you know, him and the Arizona Cardinals keep going back and forth on some, on this contract discussion stuff. The offseason is going to be really fascinating for him as well because the there's a bad taste left in the mouths of the Arizona Cardinals front office 
with the way the playoffs went and basically tapping himself out of the end of the game when the game was out of out of hand, out of reach, and he was just continuing to get bombarded uh, because the Arizona or the Los Angeles Rams defensive line was just dominating Arizona and he continued to take hits. Um, and so they've kind of had a little bit of a back and forth. You know, Kyler Murray wants to stay in Arizona. That's what he said. At the same time, he's going to get paid. And, you know, the, they're projecting $45 million a year in contract extension or, yeah, in a new contract for him. Whether Arizona is going to be willing to pay that or not, we'll see. Uh, you know, the NFL quarterback contracts are, are getting wild. I mean, it, they, they're more than double the next position group for the most part uh, at the top end. And so, you know, if Kyler Murray is your franchise quarterback, Arizona, you got to pay him because that's the going rate for franchise quarterbacks right now. The market rate has gone up over 40 million a year, whether you're a Super Bowl winner or not. If you want to have a franchise quarterback, you got to be willing to pay. So that's going to be a fascinating one to watch this offseason as well. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Again, you can find Locked On Sooners free and available wherever you get your podcast. You can subscribe to the show on YouTube. And hey, leave a comment there. Interact with me there. Let me know how you feel about the show. Leave a question. Leave a comment, something you want me to talk about on the show. If there's a topic you'd like me to discuss, let me know. Also, baseball is getting ready to play in the Shiners College Classic in Houston. You can watch that on Astros.com or on the Astros Twitter and Facebook accounts. It's also going to be available on MLB Network. So if you want to get in some baseball action this weekend, Oklahoma will take on LSU, UCLA, and Tennessee in the three-game series uh, in Houston. So make sure you go check that out. Again, that's going to do it. Next week, we're going to talk about what the assistant coaches had to say Uh, in their Thursday availability. I just haven't had a chance to get in there and break all those interviews down yet. We'll talk about that uh, next week uh, as we get ready for spring ball, which starts up on March 22nd. So stay tuned. And that's going to do it. I'm John Williams. Until next time, Boomer Sooner.